Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. Welcome back. I am the managing director of Business of Cannabis. We welcome back to the Cannabis Daily Show for Monday, April 25th, 2022. Since 2017, Business of Cannabis has highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. We'd love to hear from you in the comments below. And always, feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and if you're watching on YouTube, we ask you to please smash the subscribe button. After the rundown of the key stories we're following, we'll get to our BFC Live segment, where today we'll be joined by Bina Goldenberg. She is the CEO of Organigram. We wanted to hear updates on the company's quarterly financials released earlier this month. A couple of announcements. Wednesday, so today is Monday, tomorrow is Tuesday, on Wednesday at noon. Join us for our retail series, which is made possible by Leafly and Vitrina Group. We'll be talking about New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, the tri-state area, and what it means for cannabis retail. The program is free. It is at noon Eastern, and it is online. Description and information about how to register is below. Then in September, we'll be back in New York for Business of Cannabis New York. We encourage you to visit that website to find out more information. Also, links below. For today's stories, Hexo is closing its Belleville, Ontario facility. Chris Hadfield says space tourists are going to want cannabis. There are high amounts of pesticides found in some legal cannabis in Arizona. And cannabis stocks slide in response to the FSA and the UK's CBD public list. For our first story, approximately 230 employees will be impacted by Quebec-based Hexo's latest announcement that it's closing its Belleville, Ontario facility this summer, this in the Toronto Star. In January, it sold a 25% interest in the facility for $10.1 million and continued to lease it. Its joint venture with Molson Coors Canada, Trust Beverage, will continue to operate in the building. Quote, this was a very difficult decision, but it is key component of executing on our strategic plan and one that we believe best positions Hexo for profitable growth. This in a statement from President and CEO Scott Cooper. For our second story, now that space tourism is a reality, so is the concept of building a space station and growing cannabis there. This in a story in futurism. Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield joined the Board of Advisors for BioHarvest last year, which has been figuring out how to grow trichomes in a similar way to lab-grown meat. Quote, people have been chewing on mushrooms and various types of roots and berries for forever, and so there's always a role in society or human behavior for that. This according to Hadfield. Once the population gets large enough, once you get to a stable enough situation, people are going to want, you know, a drink. People are going to want some pot. Here, here. Hatfield. For our third story, Arizona cannabis shoppers can ask to see the lab results for products before they buy them, but they may not be accurate according to a story in AZ Central. An investigation by the Arizona Republic revealed two strains of cannabis purchased at a store in Phoenix had, quote, extremely high pesticide contamination. And it's not the first time Arizona's lab testing standards have been called into question. Lab On Point was accused of artificially inflating potencies for cannabis and in return paid out at a settlement of almost a half a million dollars. For our final story, the UK Food Standards Agency demand for, quote, further evidence of applications for CBD products sent some stock prices downward this past week, according to a story in BusinessCan. Cellular Goods and MGC Pharmaceuticals both dropped by about 10%. You can see the full update on BusinessCan's website, which you can find it in the link below. 
Those are the stories we're watching today. Now join 12,000 others and catch all of these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. Eastern with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on B of C Live, a conversation with Bina Goldenberg, the CEO of Organogram, to hear updates on the company's quarterly financial release last, uh, this month, showing increased market share, increased revenues, and EBITDA positivity. This is Bina Goldenberg. Bina, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. I was joking right before we came on that it seems like every quarter we're going to connect here and talk. Um, that is, as things continue to go in the right direction for Organogram, and they are. Talk about some of the highlights from the last quarter. Sure. So a couple of things. First of all, continued growth trajectory. Our market share continues to go up. So while some of our competitors are having uh, challenges with their market shares, um, we hit uh, an all-time high market share of 8.4% uh, of the market on, in March, uh, ended the quarter um, in February at 8.2, which is up from the um, high sevens that we were at the end of last quarter. So we're continuing on the trajectory, our good top-line record uh, net revenue for the quarter. But more importantly, really improved our gross margin, um, starting to see the benefits of some of the work we've been doing on driving efficiencies in our operations, getting higher quality flour out there, um, just being able to utilize our full facility. Um, and we've talked about this before, our demand continues to outstrip our supply, um, which is a, maybe still a problem, but a better problem to have than the other way around. Uh, but we're looking forward to our expansion. Um, our expansion comes online in May. We start planting in the new rooms and we'll start having access to even more flour that will help continue to boost this trajectory of growth that we have. So generally speaking, great quarter. We ended up EBITDA positive. First time in nine quarters uh, with $1.6 million in, in adjusted EBITDA. And you know, really a turnaround from where we were a year ago with, with significant losses. We're really starting to see the benefit. I think we actually shipped more in the month of February or as much as we did all of the same quarter last year. So wow. really starting to see the impact of things all coming together in a good way. And I just want to hone on that because as we've seen in the Canadian landscape, it is not just about um, volume, right, or be able to produce it. It's about getting it to market and selling it, which others, as you said at the beginning, has have had trouble doing because it's really about not only growing it, of course, but getting it out the door from an operational perspective, but then actually finding consumers that actually want that specific product. And that is, well, more challenging, easier said than done, but you guys have done it a number of quarters uh, and over the past year. Well, first, that must feel good, but also like, as you as you grow grow use the word grow again but like expand in may like there is a recipe for success i would imagine yeah and you know what a lot of it ties back to continuing to bring news to the category this is a category that's desperate for new news things get tired fast you need to keep innovating we introduced 90 SKUs in the last year and not all of them are you know they come in some of them are one-time offers that come in and out 
Um, our portfolio is about 69 SKUs. We don't have them in all markets, but we're constantly refreshing. So it doesn't mean we just add, we're taking away the ones that are tired of reading in something new. And it, it is a churn to the business, but it's what's needed in this category. You always want something new. We've, we've launched um, a line extension to our very popular Shred brand. We introduced ShredX Keith, um, which we're very excited about. That's 50% of our shred milled flour with Keith to really provide a higher potency offering. We launched ShredX Vapes. So getting into the vape space, which we know as an organization, we have been underdeveloped and we're very excited because in the flavors that shred is out there with our Tropic Thunder and our Narberry. So really excited about that. We launched an extension to our Shredems gummies. We launched our pop line. So cola and root beer and cream soda. So we're, we continue to bring new news. And I think that's part of what keeps you current and interesting and keeps your trajectory going. You can't just sort of lay on your laurels. You have to keep changing it up and understanding where the consumer's going. Yeah. And, and just that sheer number of consumers is like one thing and what they want and the sheer number of SKUs. So if we have the SKUs, we have the consumers growing. And we have, you know, over the bill well, from, I think in 2021, like a thousand new stores, say, even just in Ontario, like it's enormous. And so while we're talking about, you know, three years into legalization, there are many communities and neighborhoods in Toronto, but also communities throughout Ontario and the country where they're really just getting their first glimpse of like full fledged ground floor retail. And so for many consumers, it's hard to remember, like it's new, right? And so they're, they're entering the market, like, not you know three years in having seen three thousand SKUs, they're seeing their first SKUs, their first stores, you know, for the first time, and, and that is that must be hard to think about from like a strategy perspective. That not everybody is on the same playing field at all the same time, but it is much more dynamic. It, it is, and you know what? It's um, it's it's great. It's great to allow people to see it and have that legal market become a little bit more commonplace now as as people get used to those stores in their communities, because that's the shift is happening between the illicit market and the legal market. And people, you know, there's still a stigma, but as they get used to seeing the stores, they, they finally walk into a store, they realize, you know, hey, this is a pretty cool experience. It's, it's just something that takes time. And you're right, it's only been three years. So we're really excited of the future potential of, of what people will see. And the offerings in the stores are just so much better now. I mean, you know, we all started with just flour, um, pre-rolls, sort of the 1.0 products. The 2.0 started coming out, but really the experimentation around concentrates now is, is quite interesting. We continue to build uh, the quality of the products out there. So it's an exciting, evolving category. It is. It's interesting. I just got back from California and it's, it's been difficult to sort of travel enough to like see enough markets, but I, I really think the Canadian market, especially in places like downtown Toronto, downtown Vancouver, are as well established and certainly as dense cannabis populations as really anywhere in the world. And so like, I mean, downtown Toronto, where I live, you know, it really is, it, I'm going to be hyperbolic, but like it is ground zero for cannabis and ca cannabis coming in contact with consumers because they are every major high profile real estate market in Canada, there is cannabis. That is not the same, even in really mature markets in California and Denver and Colorado. Like we are really pushing 
interesting things forward on the product side, of course, with you and Organogram, but also on just the consumer interface with the industry, I think. And you know what? We had people going into some stores um, that came up from Colorado and, and went into stores and they said the experience is so different. Yeah. Um, it's not like this really this dispensary that is, you know, that they, they were seeing the, the POS, the activations in the stores, the, you know, the, the educational materials that you find. And it's a, it's a, a, in a lot of cases, quite an interesting experience to shop in those stores, which is really different than a lot of the stores that they have. So it's a, it's a different feeling in it. And I, and I think that's only going to help our, our um, industry. I think so too. It's much more welcoming, frankly, like, you know, many of those other communities in the States, they were not even welcome on the sort of main streets or high streets in the community. It was like, you know, C and D level properties and like industrial zones. Whereas here in most places, it's, you know, if it's rentable, go rent it, right? And open up a store, which actually does change the mindset, I think, of a consumer, but even of the store of what they're willing to sort of put into it and offer. Um, and filling that with products that people want is, is the next level challenge and what you guys are doing. Sure. And let me just build on that point for a second. Uh, you know, we announced and, and we had a conversation about our acquisition of, of Laurentian back uh, in December. Um, but we have, you know, they have number one uh, hash product under the Trablaw brand. And it was predominantly in the Quebec market. They had started to ship a little bit into Ontario. But we have since acquisition introduced it into some of the Atlantic provinces. We started shipping into BC. It's really been um, quite well received. It's a high quality uh, product in, an, in a category concentrates is still booming, like it's still in its infancy. And it's really exciting for us. We, we expect to be across all provinces uh, within the next few months. So, you know, that's just another example of bringing something new out into the space and really capitalizing on an acquisition, you know, look, the acquisition we did um, on our edibles uh, gummies acquisition done last April, I mean, we're the number one, we're, we are the number three gummies player in Canada right now. So while number one in flour, it's the biggest segment, we're really proud of being number three in gummies. And, you know, our jolts continues to be the number one skew in the ingestible extracts or the mint and capsules category. And it's, it's, you know, so we're doing things that are interesting that consumers are, are really taking to because you see that in our market share and the acceptance. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I generally don't talk about it, but I do have, not that I'm worried about my cannabis consumption, but I did buy a packet of jolts. And, I, and it is interesting as how these categories are evolving and growing and, um, and consumers are finding it because a bud tender referenced it, right? He said, hey, you might want to try this thing. And, and we did, and we have it. And it's like, it is this constant evolution of consumers who buy a lot of things, but also people who walk in for the first time are getting recommended. So kudos to you and the team on another great quarter. We look forward to seeing you in another couple of months, if not before. And uh, thanks for spending time. Thank you very much. Have a good day. That was episode 69 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us here on YouTube, wherever you caught the program. And please do subscribe. 